Brought to you by Oklahoma Men's Clinic, the leader in men's health and sexual wellness. I'd like to talk entertainment with Craig for the weekend. Uh, locally this weekend, you know, these these uh, tribute bands have become a really big deal. And uh, there's a Nirvana tribute band called Smells Like Nirvana that are playing tonight at the Diamond Ballroom. So if you want to go check that out, you can. Uh, there are some other things that you can check out movie-wise and streaming-wise. Uh, this Infinity Pool thing, every time I see the commercials, it just creeps me the hell out. Yeah, it looks weird. It's been playing the uh, festival circuit, getting uh, great uh, critical acclaim. This is a little film from uh, Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg, who uh, he's that's kind of his bread and butter, known for these weird sci-fi, creepy thriller, psychological weirdo movies. He did Crime to the Future earlier, uh, well, I guess last year, 2022. Uh, this one, uh, You're talking about Bro- Brody or Brady or whatever his name is. He did that Crimes of the Future? Uh, his father, David Cronenberg. Okay, yeah. yeah. David Cronenberg did The Fly. Yeah. He he does, uh, what, what are they called? Body horror, I think is what they call his oh, genre. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, this- and his son, uh, he, he did a couple of films. Uh, he did Possessor, came out a couple of years ago, uh, which had some critical acclaim, acclaim too. Uh, this one stars Alexander Sarsgaard. Mia Goth is also in it. Uh, a couple goes to an exclusive resort, and uh, a local guide is like, "Hey, you want to you want to see the real deal? Like, come off premises with me." Uh, they do that, and then weird stuff starts happening. Uh, Alexander Sarsgaard may or may not make a deal with the devil after some weird tra- tragedy happens. Looks creepy. Tracking at eighty five percent on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Wow. Looks awesome. Okay, I did not realize. I thought that the the uh, Jonah Hill Eddie Murphy thing was a series. It's actually a film. So it's basically yes. It's basically a reversal of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Yes, exactly right. Um, and you know what? I'm not totally convinced that this wasn't a television show because the way that this is put together, it's sort of like episodic. TV blocks stacked on one another uh, with some like interstitial like like a funny scene will happen and boom cut to like a scene of like Cantor's Deli and like an overhead shot of the 405 some LA scenes and then bam you're like into another scene so it's a very TV style it is a feature length film it's from Kenya Barris who's the uh, showrunner creator of Blackish on ABC this movie also co-written by Jonah Hill so He's trying to woo his new girlfriend's parents. His parents are played, her parents played by Nia Long and Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, really funny here, doing like a very subdued, like low-key, reserved performance. He's not doing some big character, not doing a voice, not doing any crazy prosthetics. He's just like funny, old, protective dad, uh, Eddie Murphy. And I love it. Uh, there's some really funny stuff in here. This is rated R. Of course, you've got like gender, race, politics, religion. All of these things get uh, addressed. And uh, some other funny people, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and David Duchovny play Jonah's parents. And, uh, yeah, like you said, present day, guess who's coming to dinner just flipped a little bit. Well, keep in mind when I was in high school, but Eddie Murphy, when I was in high school, could do no wrong. And I've always loved Eddie Murphy. I loved his stand-up. I love those early movies. Now, he's made some turds later on in his career. But I would tell you that Eddie doesn't have to do wacky outrageous clumps style stuff to be funny i mean he's he doesn't do anything out of the norm in boomerang now granted he's not the funniest person in that movie but 
he can be just a charming, funny guy without doing all that other stuff. So it's plausible. I just, I didn't, I couldn't get a read on whether this seemed good or not. And I was judging it partly based on thinking it was a series. And so I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have to sit through a bunch of different episodes of it. If it's just a one-off movie, I'll probably sit down and give it a try. Yeah, it's performing okay with the national critics. I think it's about 43%, which is technically rotten. Uh, but I'm much higher on it. I had a fun time with it. Um, Joan is just so likable, and there's there's a lot of laughs here. Uh, so I'm, I'm higher than the national average on it. Uh, but that one's at home. You can see it on Netflix. Uh, there's also the, uh, the J-Lo movie on Amazon. That's an also at-home streaming thing. And it's uh, Josh Dumal and J-Lo getting married on an exotic island location the crazy in-laws are there the exes show up and then also pirates show up and then it turns into like a rom-com action adventure survivor movie where they're like having to fight people with uh, an old rusty wedding knife and it's pretty funny uh what companies would you want to work for just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of america which just earned the prestigious just capital 2024 seal Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. I quite enjoyed this one a lot, too. Not a big J-Lo fan, but there's some people in it that I like. Cheech Marin is in it. and uh, Yes, Jennifer Coolidge, who's having a huge moment right now. God, did you see... Maybe the funniest thing I've seen on Saturday Night Live this whole season was the Black Lotus on last week's episode. Did you oh, see yes, that? Oh, yeah, pretty funny. It was really, yeah. really funny. Uh, first off, that, that think- Chloe Fineman does a fantastic Jennifer Coolidge. And just the whole attitude yeah, of the Black Lotus killed me. I thought it was hilarious. I think for a while, like, we've, we've seen different phases where, like, okay, at one point somebody cracked the Bill Cosby impression, and then everybody had a Bill Cosby, and then everybody had a Christopher Walken, and then everybody had a Matthew right. McConaughey. And now Jennifer Coolidge is the one that, oh, everyone's got a Jennifer Coolidge. Now she's, like, the go-to. Boy, Chloe Feynman is so good at it, though. Um I wanted hey, to... don't forget this, Chloe Chloe Feynman, a Scientologist. Just is she really? I did not she know is, that. Yes. I, I, well, I mean, I guess I don't know enough about her to have any idea. I, I think she's really talented and really attractive and, and very funny when she's giving she's good funny. material on Saturday Night Live. Um, so let's talk about your trip last week. How was the Critics' Choice Awards? And, and give me some stories. Oh, it was awesome. There was, um, you know, in terms of, like, all-out star power, like, it was pretty decent. I mean, not a lot of huge stars there. Julia Roberts was there. Kate uh, Blanchett. I mean, I guess technically those are the big ones, but you were kind of missing like the Brad Pitts, the Margot Robbies. Uh, none of those were there. Uh, Steven Spielberg did. Uh, uh, you know, he did not make it, but James James Cameron was there. Uh, so there was a lot of cool people. Um, had some fun chats with Adam Scott. Um, the cast of 
Top Gun Maverick minus Tom Cruise was there and just being so pleasant to everybody. Like Glenn Powell and Miles Teller were making the rounds, chatting with everybody. Uh, it was awesome. Now that I think about it, I think we talked about this because it's been two weeks ago that you went, right? Gosh. Um, because I, I we talked about it because uh, Miles Teller gave right. our yeah. friend Jason his his yes, name yes, thing the, for his yes, daughter. Yes, the name card. Yep. So uh, what we have not talked about was the Academy Award nominations came out this week. And uh, there were some notable snubs. Uh, there were some notable oversights. How do you feel about Top Gun Maverick being nominated for Picture of the Year, Best Picture? Well, it's no secret that the award shows in general, especially the Oscars, the ratings have been down. Not only that, like the Q rating from like the casual film goer just could not care less about what gets nominated because they've done such a bad job of nominating films that people don't watch. I think they did a pretty decent job this year nominating three kind of crowd pleasers. You've got in the best picture category, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, and everything everywhere all at once, which is going to be the eventual winner. Uh, those were big uh Box office winners, uh, cultural winners, and uh, critic critical uh, winners as well. So, kind of a uh, a, tri- uh, a hat trick there. Uh, but I would have, I kind of wish that Tom Cruise got a Best Actor nomination. He didn't. Um, but uh, I, if you followed the story about Andrea Riseborough and how her like surprise nomination for a film that nobody saw, uh, it's really weird. It's. It's a very strange thing. Our, our buddy Bud brought it up to us last week that was like, hey, I'm hearing some weird things. Like, all of these celebrities are talking about this movie called Two Leslie, which we've never heard of. And, you know, we're right in the middle of all this awards campaigning, and we, we haven't heard one, word one about this. But apparently the director of that movie uh, is married to Mary McCormick, and Mary McCormick set off on this grassroots campaign to get celebrities to talk about this performance. So... Gwyneth Paltrow was talking about it and Edward Norton was talking about it and then while we were at the Critics' Choice show Kate Blanchett was accepting her award and she even said, you know, these performances this year are so great, everybody's great, even Andrea Riseborough and Two Leslie and everyone was like, what? This is some strange, like, celebrity campaign that's making its way, like, through the Academy branch and it ended up garnering her a a Best Actress nominee taking a slot away from maybe Daniel Deadweiler from Till, maybe um, The Woman King right. by Ella Davis. Uh, but it's very, very interesting. And, and uh, word is today that the Academy is, is looking into this um, this maybe illegal campaign that Mary McCormick was a part of. There was, there's, there's really strict rules on lobbying. You have to have like screenings and you can only offer this and that. And this was like a weird text message thread that got like 200 celebrities to to talk about it and then ends up getting a nomination. And I don't know if anyone actually saw it. I, I didn't know that there were all those regulations on it. That's interesting. Do you think that Jamie Lee Curtis will win? Gosh, that, I mean, can you believe that she didn't, she hasn't been nominated before? I, that's, that's the reason I bring it up. I had no idea. I thought she had been nominated for A Fish Called Wanda, and I just assumed when the nominations came out, I was like, oh, well, she's been nominated before. And then when I heard that she hadn't, I was like, well, this is probably her one chance. I, it would not surprise me if she wins, because the category is not overwhelmingly strong. And Yeah, I mean, it seems like Angela Bassett is kind of the front runner there, but... But I, you're right. Everything all at once. I mean, the total nominations. They are the ones that that are leading the pack. So it, it, we could see a sweep from that movie. Crazy. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. I will uh, talk to you next week. Freaking Brad Radio. 
the Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 